Welcome back to Footnotes, a program brought to you by the Kabwata Baptist Church Biblical Christianity. It is a uh, program that allows us to sit down with people who have preached from the Kabwata Baptist Church pulpit and allowed them to break down the messages even further, to give us the footnotes, as it were, the things that would allow us to further study and savor the message that was brought from God's Word. In today's episode, we are with Pastor Conrad Mbewe, and we are looking at a message that he preached uh, in the evening service, or for the evening service, on the 1st of November, 2020. The sermon was titled, It is Written. Yes. It was a focus on Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 to 11, the, the tempting of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. Uh, welcome to the show, Pastor. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So, uh, in, in the message, you, you, you began by pointing out that the Lord Jesus Christ was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted uh, by, by the devil. Why, why, why is that a relevant thing for us to know? Yeah, well, um, primarily because the word that is used for tempting there is, can also be used for the word testing. Because really, tempting is because there is the devil's involvement. So from that angle. But otherwise, uh, testing, as it says in, in the text, then Jesus was led by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, into the wilderness to be tempted or tested by the devil. In other words, God in providence does the same thing with us. He puts us in um, homes where we are really tested. He puts us in um, jobs where we are really tested. He puts us in just events where we are really tested. And the point is that at any one of those points, we must be ahead of the curve, as it were. We must be ready so that we pass the test. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, that's going to happen to all of us. Jesus was perfect, um, and yet he underwent these testings or these temptations. The same will happen to us. Mm -hmm. and, and during the message, you particularly brought out that the Lord Jesus Christ was tempted in three areas. I, I admit, I've, I've read the passage before, but I did not see those three areas spelled out as clearly as you did. You, you, you brought out how uh, he was... Uh, in fact, let me not preempt it. Okay. Right? He was, the Lord Jesus Christ was tested in three areas and, and uh, uh, these are the ways in which he's able to sympathize with, with us because yes. he too was tested in these areas. What are those three areas that he was tested yes. in? Well, first of all, it's simply in his bodily appetites, okay? which is in this particular case, he was fasting, he was hungry, and then he was being temp tempted to turn... Um, stones into bread. Mm. And in that area, we also are often tempted through our bodily appetites. Mm. It may be in the realm of food. It might be in the realm of uh, our sexual drive. It's still our bodily appetites mm. that are, are uh, we, we are tested in. The second area was in terms of his emotions, um, the sense of security, wanting to to feel loved and cared for, mm. and um, in his but in his case it was 
the the time when uh, he was taken up onto you know the sort of high point of the temple mm-hmm. and asked to throw himself down mm-hmm. and that in fact the devil even quoted a few verses mm-hmm. to say well look if, if god really loves, loves you, you. <laughs> he will save you <laughs> yeah, he will yeah. and, and yet um jesus says no to that mm-hmm. And again, it's something that we all go through as human beings, wanting to know, am I really loved? Am I really cared for? And I use the example of a, a woman who's doubting her husband's affection for her, and the friends say, well, you know, just go cause some drama, and then finally say, I'm leaving. <laughs> if he really loves you, he, he'll stop you. Yeah. Uh, so go to the bedroom, start packing your bags, and show up in the sitting room with your suitcase and say, I'm going. You know, and so on. So really, it's, it's wanting to, to sense and feel at an emotional level mm. that I'm wanted, I'm cared for, I'm loved. Mm. So we, we go through that as well. Mm. And then thirdly and lastly, it was in terms of the aspect of progress mm. and success mm. and achievement, uh, acquiring things. Mm. And that's where... Uh, the evil one took um, Jesus uh, to the highest point again mm. and made him look over the cities, as mm. it were, and said to him, if you bow down to me, all this will be yours. To you, yeah. Again, that's what we go through so often. Mm. You know, if you want promotion, do this. Mm. Uh, if you want money, do this. Just um, go past a few yeah. defense mechanisms, yeah. you know, Twist a few things. Mm. Just sign here mm-hmm. and you will have all that. Mm. Um, we go through this as well. So Jesus went through all those areas that represent so many of the same areas we all go through mm. day by day. Mm. Mm. And uh, I, I really particularly enjoyed uh, how you broke down that the Lord Jesus Christ, um, he fought the temptation uh, not just, um, how do I phrase this? He fought the temptation because it mm. is written. Yes. Right? The, the foundation of his rejection was not, not just some, um, some, some morals that are, you know, uh, some vague, morals. vague morals that are, you know, in, in a place somewhere, but because the word of God says. Uh, and, uh, and, and also the Old Testament he he used the Old Testament to, to make his case. He went to Deuteronomy. Now, this is the Lord Jesus Christ speaking. He could have, uh, he could have come up with new material. <laughs> right? He is the yeah. word made flesh. Yeah. And so he had the ability to come up with new material, yeah. and yet he grounded it on the scriptures as we, uh, mm. as we have them. Why is that relevant? And could you just explain that a bit more for us? Yes, uh, that's vital because he's leaving us an example that we too should not simply say, well, you know, this is the way my parents brought up. You know, these are the values Mm. that we grew up with. But that all of us must deliberately anchor into Scripture so that when situations come up, and the situations are varied, I mean, it's it's like I'm, I'm planning to have a wedding and we are now wrestling with my uh, fiancé or my um, my friends about what ought to be in the wedding or what ought to be out of it. Again, it's simple. I should be able to just think, 
What does the Bible say? Mm. <laughs> yeah, simple. What does the Bible say? What's the purpose of a wedding? What, what, what are we supposed to be trying to achieve about a wedding? And so forth. So I, I just go back to this book, mm. see what it has to do with a man and a woman coming together in marriage. Once I'm clear about that, that's it. Mm. People can say what they want. Me, I'll simply say, guys, it is written. Mm. And I want God to be glorified in my life. That's all. Which is what Jesus did mm. when he went to uh, the first few chapters of Deuteronomy. Mm. I, 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 I would like you to break down for us the, the strength of, uh, of, of, of a just because response. Um, so a temptation or trial comes, comes to us. Um, uh, an opportunity to uh, not devote our full time at work to you know do do other things, uh, do other things with the time that we have told our employer. This is the time I have given to you, eight to mm. uh, eight to seventeen. Um, it, I'm not even sure how to phrase this, but is there a way in which making a case just because is is sort of like building on the sand? But making the case, it is written. I, I am doing this because of what the Bible says. Makes our um, our resolve stronger, almost like building on the yeah. rock. Can that can that connection be made? Well, first of all, we need to realize that God made us. God made the world. God therefore makes the blueprint for life. He is the creator. He's the manufacturer. And like any manufacturer will give you an operator's manual or sometimes it's called a user's manual, sometimes it's called a manufacturer's manual. The point is a book by which you run things. And anybody, therefore, who is wise enough will want to read that book, mm. especially if the gadget he's using is, is extremely expensive. Mm. You don't want to lose it. Mm. You don't just say, well, you know, at, at least I saw my friend doing something like that. So because I was doing it, I, I can also do it mm. just because. Now that's dangerous. Mm -hmm. Okay. You, you know the one who made this has provided a manual. Follow it. Mm -hmm. You are... You are on safe ground. Mm. You are on on firm soil or firm ground or a firm rock. Mm. That's a better phrase mm. uh, in this particular case. And that's that's the argument that instead of us spending all our time just thinking in terms of um, well, everybody's doing it, I can do it, or uh, after all, I can do this and not necessarily get into trouble. What we should be saying is there is a creator who has made life. He knows how I can find genuine fulfillment in life. Mm. There's also a creator who is the coming judge to whom I must finally give an account. Mm. He's the one who now as a Christian occupies me by his spirit. It only makes sense that as I'm making decisions about everything, instead of looking at what everybody's doing, mm. I get to the book and I simply keep applying it and trust me, mm -hmm. this book is applicable mm -hmm. literally to everything in life. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, it is not in the same way. Mm -hmm. 
as I said in the sermon, it's precepts, that's direct commands. It is principles in which you draw some principles out of something else. And then it is also precedents. Mm. In other words, examples. Mm. As long as you are maneuvering between these three, you will always find teaching in the Bible that deals with your situation and you'll be grateful that you actually own a Bible and it gives you guidance for all things in life. Mm. And then to close it off, you made okay. you, you made a very profound statement during the message. Uh, you said a Christian does not need a supervisor. A supervisor. Yeah. Do you genuinely believe that? Yes, yes, I really do. Because ultimately, your supervisor is God himself. And God is not waiting at the finishing line. Mm. He's actually with you. you. You you read his word, you pray to him, you go with him into the day. You are responding to situations with God by your side. So why on earth would you start cooking figures because someone is not likely to catch you? Why on earth should you be going to work late because you know your boss shows up at 10 o'clock every day, therefore he won't know you came late? Why on earth would you do all those things? You know that the excellence that you're pouring into the work is not primarily about your boss. Mm. It's about your boss's boss, mm. God himself. Mm. So really, I would say that a Christian who is spiritually healthy mm. and working with the Lord does not need a supervisor hanging over his head. I don't think uh, we can really to continue with this. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was it. It was a powerful, powerful message. I, I would encourage each and every one of you who's uh, watching this, uh, listen to the sermon. It is written, preached November the first, twenty twenty. You can find it on our uh, YouTube page, YouTube channel, Biblical Christianity, or even on our church website or sermon audio. Find it, listen to it with your friends, with your family, talk over it. And, uh, and, and hopefully we can reach a point where the world can say there is a difference between Amen. us and them because Jesus is Lord, because God is watching over them uh, at all times and they stand on the word of God saying it is written. Thank you very much for joining us, Pastor Mbele. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Okay.